Welcome into the Pop Culture Pile Driver. I am Jason Rossi. You can follow me personally on the old Twitter machine at Jason D. Rossi. You follow us at Pop Culture PD. We're not the police, but we just can't fit too many characters in a Twitter handle. With me, as always, is my tag team partner in the podcast and streaming sphere. He goes by Billy D. Billy D. What's going on? You might see some police today. You never know, actually. Don't oh. stand so close to me. You can see Sting out there. He could be a pick. A little uh, bit of a bass player, a little bit of a singer. I will also say that is a great song for your past history because I remember when you were uh, studying to be a teacher, I used to say, Bill, you're totally going to bang a student. <laughs> well, I, I did not. I got out in plenty of time, so it was never in question. So you did or you didn't? I'm so no, old. I didn't. No. Okay. Okay. Anyways, no. uh, so so today's topic, we, we're 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 super excited. Something uh, a little different. We're going to be throwing at you. We'll be getting to in just a few minutes. We're going to be creating the greatest song ever. The reason we're tagging it with volume one because there'll probably be many more volumes and just mm-hmm. leave us the creative creative control to come back to this. Um, Bill, we always like to start the podcast by telling the good fine folks where they can find us on Twitter. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify. I think I said it last week and I'll use it from going forward. If it's a podcast app, we're on there. Just search mm-hmm. Pop Culture Pile Driver. Three words, PCP, get addicted to the content. Follow us on Twitter. We're still striving, Bill, for 105 oh, and I will boy. take a picture of myself taking a dooski like Robin Williams in a one hour photo. Um, so that, that, that is a reason enough to give it a follow. I don't know what it is it's that pop culture PD. You can uh, follow us on and uh, subscribe to us on the old YouTube channel uh, where we record these podcasts live. You can do so by searching pop culture pile driver. And uh, I think that's it for the plugs. Anything else uh, plug away? We're at 64 followers on Twitter. So we got some work to do. We got 51 to go. So strive for 105 and you will see me taking a dump kind of. Um, Aside from that, Bill, what is on your mind? Uh, I got some Chicago style deep dish pizza inbound right about now. Should be arriving at the door around nine o'clock. They said it's the latest delivery time. Got four on the way. Going to have a little pizza party tomorrow night. Going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Who's invited to this pizza party? Uh, (laughs) That's on a need to know basis, sir. Oh, okay. Well, I, I no, I didn't get the invite. And that's okay. I'm not hurt. I'm not going to cry about it. And I'll just uh, think about you eating pizza tomorrow night. Well, I'm mm-hmm. clearly not. Where'd you get it from? Illuminati's. Uh, yes. Two yes. day delivery, man. Two days. So two days, and it's frozen, right? It comes and frozen? it's from fucking Chicago. Well, it's yeah. not like it's from Abu Dhabi. It's but Chicago. Still. <laughs> but at nine o'clock, like, how do you know it's nine o'clock? That uh, UPS tracking. Mm, yeah, they're not going to be right. Sorry, spoiler. It's going to be like 10. Um, Bill, for me, uh, this week, I finally finished The Sopranos. I, I binged The Sopranos. Um, completely blown away. What an amazing show. Oh, what are you drinking? Sorry, I know it's a visual. Oh, dirty Shirley. Uh, yeah, Dirty Shirley. A Dirty Shirley? Great. Bill's drunk. Um, it's going to be a good podcast. Second sip. So, <laughs> so I finally finished it. I think I'm going to put some content uh, for podcast subscribers only over the next few days. Uh, me and my wife watch the whole thing. We both have kind of differing views. Um, maybe also a future uh, collaboration with some other people. Maybe do like a roundtable about Sopranos because it's a very interesting show. It's known as one of the greatest shows in American t- TV history. I thought it was uh, good. It's, it's very good. Don't get me wrong. It's very good, but it's so different if you've watched television, let's say, I don't know, over the last 20 years, because um, it's just like the way they did things was just so out of whack to the way uh, television is done today. So uh, like I said, some more content coming on that. Uh, also later in this week, uh, we'll drop some content. Um, there is a WWE pay-per-view Extreme Rules horror show at Extreme Rules. So it's a horror movie, kind of, sort of. Uh, in mid-July. Yes, I'll do a preview of that uh, before the event. Me and you will be live on that come Sunday night. Um, and then next week, we have a really cool topic, which we'll tell you about at the end of the day. But we're, we're here today. We're live now. And, you know, Bill, 
we've done a lot of podcasts together. We've been doing this for about two years now, just about two. Mm-hmm. Changed the name from Rossi on Wrestling to Pop Culture Pile Driver about six weeks ago, give or take, maybe a little more. Um, but we have never, ever, ever had guests on the show or, or collaborated with anybody else. And now we have two. We do? Two guests. Two guests. All right. So let's welcome in first from the Mac and Goo podcast. He's the uh, former, not the latter. He is the MAC in the ma- hashtag Dork Universe. Goo, yeah. I'm still working on that. Uh, <laughs> it's Mac. Mac, how you doing, bud? Flawless introduction. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. I'm doing well. I'm happy to be here. I feel like I might be punching out of my weight class here. So I know you worked at a music radio station. The other guest plays music. I don't know where Billy D fan, uh, falls in it, but I think me and you have similar music tastes from okay. what I can tell. So I'm All a little right. worried about your drafting. Plus, Mac, you've had better drafts than most of the people. I mean, you typically draft against Goose. So that's not saying much, but <laughs> I thought you crushed the comedian draft. Thank you, thank you. I'm good at uh, I'm good at drafting. It's kind of my thing. Yeah, so we'll we'll get into how the rules and regulations, but first we will bring in. Uh, I'm never ever gonna attempt to do the Keith type of introduction for for this man, but I will. Say, you didn't practice? I, I actually did, and the worst part is I blew it on the Mac introduction. But I will say uh, it's all hail the King of Ginger Ale, Davy Eyeballs. He is at Arvon D on the old Twitter and Twitch. Uh, it is Davy. Davy, how's it going? Uh, so I'm I'm great. I'm so excited for this. So excited. But somebody has to, be. and he just can't hide it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I tell I, you, I, you pitched this to me, and I was like, I cannot wait. I, I have like notes, copious notes. I've taken copious notes. I'm, oh I'm ready to rock, man. Oh yeah, boy. I'm ready to rock. I feel like you overprepared, but that's okay. <laughs> um, so just to let everybody know, so we are creating the greatest song ever. What that means is between all four of us, it is going to be a draft style, but not a draft where if I take somebody – and Mac takes the same exact somebody, that is okay. So we're going to be drafting five individuals. It is. It's okay, Davey. Don't worry. All right. uh, five yeah. individuals in the music industry. One must be a producer. It could be musicians. It could be bandmers. You could pick a bassist, a drummer. If you want to make like an all-star band, you go for it. But we're basically going to come up with the concept of the greatest song ever, and we're going to do it in a draft-style snake format. Um, we're going to start with Mac. I think two. Billy, you two? No, uh, Davey is two. two. Mm-hmm. I am three, you are four. And then four. Okay. And then what we'll do towards the end, I actually, this was the part that it had me with the most difficult part. What kind of, if you want to, you know, you guys, this was a creative control or creative freedom with this one. You can kind of pitch what your song would be and why it's, quote, the greatest song. And again, it's 2020. We're living in it. I think we all know by this point. And um, there's no dead artist we can pick. Nobody dead. It's all living, breathing musicians, artists, producers, songwriters, whatever you want. So, um, Bill, anything else you want to touch upon for this? No, you said you just have to have one producer and then whatever else you want, pitch it at the end. And uh, we couldn't remember the best song in the world. This would be a tribute to it, though. Mm -hmm. Agreed. And don't forget, you also can, it is eligible for you to take all four founding members of Nickelback, just to let everyone know. I almost wore my Blue Jays hat in honor of Nickelback. You should have. I don't know. I know. Let's just get, let's just get, I'll get this out in the open right now. Right. I don't understand the hate that Nickelback gets. I love Nickelback. Neither do I. Neither I don't do get I. it. They're not bad. Like they're Great not karaoke songs. No, right, it's Chad not- Kroger. It's Chad Kroger is what it is because he's got that Scott Stapp. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I also think it's like, yeah, there's there's something going on. It's not great. It's butt rock, but like they're not yeah. bad. There's no, worse I- bands out there for sure. Oh. Oh, yeah. without a doubt. And I think it's yeah. also, it comes down to like, we need to hate something. And they were just that chosen one at there. that time. Like, I mean, no, 
Silver Side Up, like that first album, people love that. That's like critically acclaimed, like from How You Remind Me. Like there, people love oh. that album. Then all of a sudden, it, like two albums later, they just started, they kind of fit that narrative of just If that song spot. comes on in the car, this is how you remind me and you don't belt it out, you're an asshole. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think they were the first band that the internet like got together to hate. Yes. Yeah. And so yes. it was like over overboard with like, you guys remember does Nickelback suck.com and you got there and the homepage just said, Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was. We were Billy and I were talking about this recently. Who was the band we said like? Who's that band now? Like, who's like or artist? Didn't we say there's somebody now that like everybody hates and there's really no reason? Imagine Dragons. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. That's what it was. Uh, you know, they're, they're the new Nickelback. Is what they fatigue are. for me. Fatigue yeah. very Agreed. quickly with Imagine Dragons. Yeah. Agreed. I've seen them live a couple of times and they put on awesome shows. So I always kind of give a little pass as long as the show's entertaining. Um, mm-hmm. You obviously Coldplay got that for a little while. Mumford yep. a um, little bit too. Mumford yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Too. How dare they plug in instruments? Now it'd be like, <laughs> nah, not the same. Um, all right. So Mac, you are in that one spot. This is a lot of pressure on a person. Again, not a real draft draft, but you still have to kind of set the tone for this entire podcast stream, whatever the hell we do in 2020. Yeah. Um, so, so take it away. Who are you taking here? Yeah. So I, I don't want to start off on a wrong foot here and I actually like the, the five I'm going to end up building here, but I, I thought to myself, not only does the artist need to be living, they sort of need to be thriving and near their prime, still creating, you know, oh. not, not past themselves. Um, so I, I want to start with a producer and get someone in there to kind of oversee everything. And I think Rick Rubin's a really obvious mm. choice, but he's a little bit, a little bit past where, <laughs> oh, where right. I want, you know, found a Def Jam guy's incredible, but I'm going to go with Mark, Mark Ronson because oh, Mark Ronson oh, thank God. Yes. has had his hand in just about every single hit of the last decade. He's still super young. He's still creating and he's worked with uh, a lot of the artists that I have considered taking for this greatest song ever. And he's not only just a producer, he mixes too. He's just a, a musical genius, you know, uh, some of the music he's made might not be for some people, but if you're building something like this, he he he's just a genius. Mark Ronson. Right. Let's go. So on that, to that end, I was really pissed for a second. You heard me shout an expletive. Sorry. <laughs> right? Because I thought you were going to take my guy, and I am actually going to take my producer too, and I am going to take Rick Rubin, and mm-hmm. I will tell you why. Founded Def Jam, but has worked with everybody from uh, Wu-Tang Clan, and the Beastie Boys, LL Cool J in the 80s, to working with Johnny Cash, Metallica, Slayer. Chili this Peppers. guy has worked with everybody. Yeah. This guy, it doesn't matter. Like the, the Abbott Brothers, Audio Slave, Limp Biscuit, Neil Diamond, this, System of a Down. Like this guy has worked and is, is a guaranteed absolute, no matter what the song is, absolute hit maker. Like yeah, it's, it, it's no question. He crosses no question. genre and, and especially yep. in the 2000s, it, and like people don't even recognize, like obviously 90s was incredible, some of the artists you mentioned, but in the 2000s, Rick Rubin literally had his hand in every, it was at one point, Everything. 15 out of the top 20 songs was off an album that he had partial, if not full producing credit on, which right. is an incredible run. Yeah, and you look at, like I said, I mean, the, the stuff that Johnny Cash did late in his life, that was all Rick Rubin. Mm-hmm. Um, Rubin uh, introduced him to the uh, to Hurt. That's the only reason yeah. why Johnny Cash knew that yeah. song. But you look at, I mean, shit. I mean, in the 2000s, he's working with Neil Diamond. He's a Coheed and Cambria, Good Apollo, and Burning Star 4, which is one of my favorite albums from that era. I'm a big Coheed fan, so, like, oh. Rick Rubin's my guy. And I like how you bring up Neil Diamond in the 2000s as, like, a credit. <laughs> but, like, the, the, like no, the, fact that, the fact that, like, he's worked with, in, in the same oh, year, yeah. in the same year, he's working with um, Limp Bizkit, System of a Down, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Dixie Chicks, Donny, Johnny Cash, Slayer, and Neil Diamond, like the guy he's, does versatile. Everything. he's versatile. He's versatile. Yeah, 
So I was getting really, really nervous sweating bullets on both of you guys as you picked producers. I'm not going to go with the pick that I think most people think here. I'm a big pop guy. I'm going to go with Max Martin, who is like the pop mm. guy the pop guy. He's done literally everything. Britney Spears, Baby One More Time, Katy Perry, Roar, Taylor Swift, Shake It Off, you know, Tayo Cruz, uh, basically a real big pop guy, but he's done other stuff as well. A lot of songs with, you know, like female vocalists, which might play a big role in my song. So he's a huge hit maker. He's always going to make, like, take everybody's talents and kind of mix them together well. And he's a great songwriter. Like, a lot of the top hits, you know, I Want It That Way was one of his songs. So I'm picking him just because I think he's going to fit all of the styles I'm going to pick into one. Another random guy who, like, you you look at his, I guess, credits, and you like you said, he goes from one of the biggest boy bands, like, some of those offbeat, like, one-hit wonders of the early 2000s. A really interesting pick. Not a name that people, not a household name, Bill. Not a household name, but no. a name that people know. Well, but he's, he's sort of the guy that makes those songs that get stuck in, in your head for hours. Mm -hmm. Just won't leave your head. And that was kind of my plan in picking this, because I have a lot of interesting styles I plan on combining, and I think he can do it. Can't disagree. All right. So I'll take my producer and I'll just be honest. Mac took him. Mark, Mark Ronson was also mine. Um, I think he's genius personally from, you know, everyone knows uh, the the real popular stuff with Amy Winehouse or Bruno Mars, Uptown Funk, did that whole album. But he's worked like Miley Cyrus, um, Lily Allen. The, the credits go on. I don't have to go on about it because Mac took the same guy and I'm not ashamed about it because we've been talking about some of the best producers, period. Um, so I'll go with the next one. For me, you, you're going to see kind of where I'm kind of stacking things up. And this one's a little random, but I'm going to try to create what I believe will be the greatest song ever of if it was released like tomorrow. So for just writing credit, this guy obviously can sing, could be a big part, but there's a reason why I'm adding him to the repertoire. I'm going to start off as a writer only, Paul McCartney. Adding Paul McCartney in because a lot of people, obviously the Beatles, the highest selling uh, artist okay. of all time. Um, last decade, just in case anyone's wondering, they ranked number 10 in the last decade. So people still buying their music, still consuming them. Nostalgia, not that it's really nostalgia. It's just the greatest band of all time. People always will be there. If he's living, he's a legend. He's got so many things. I don't want him singing on this song. It's kind of like what they do with that Kanye West, Rihanna thing. They had him as like a singer in there. But Four, five, seven. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't sing. He just no. played guitar. Like, no. and it wasn't even good guitar. It's literally like two chords. But um, nonetheless, that made the song make put more eyes on it, an older crowd. So that's going to tie in a little bit with where I'm going to go. So Paul McCartney, Mark Ronson on my little turn. So we go back to you, Bill. Okay, I'm going to take Ariana Grande because oh, I need oh. people to tune into the song. <laughs> the rest of my picks are going to be a little off the board, but she's going to be the one <laughs> who kind of hits the chorus for me, starts it off strong, maybe like a little vocal vocalization there there were a couple other female ones i was considering in this spot with a really powerful voice but if i'm making one of the best songs ever you kind of need people to like tune into it turn on the radio just for her are you making what was that song she did with jesse j and Nicki minaj a few years ago i feel like that's what you're bang making. bang yes that song's yeah, a that's jam. Song. that song yeah, is a jam and i was considering jesse j if somebody took ariana grande i like jesse j as well also on my list she is incredible. She was going to be my sleeper if somebody took the email. Sleeper. You still, it's only the second round. You still got five more. You can see she'll still, still be out there. All right. So you got, so remind us again of your two picks. So I have Max Martin and Ariana Grande. All right. Got it. Am I up? Davey. Davey's Davey. up. I am going to go with another genre spanning guaranteed hit maker. Oof. So oh. I am taking right now. So I have Rick Rubin. And on top of that, I'm adding Post Malone. 
Oh, Osty. So talk about like your like pop, pop, but like rap. So I'm gonna like add a little bit of like that rock rap flavor to it. And I got more where that's coming from. But just right now, I mean, this one of the big BSDs in the in the industry right now. Um, Anything this guy makes is a hit. Anything this guy makes, people are gonna listen to. He can play guitar. He can sing rock. He can rap. He can do R and B. He can slow it down a little bit. I'm a huge fan of Post Malone. Um, so I'm, I'm taking him number two pick. So right now I got Rick Rubin and I got post Malone it's a guaranteed hit right there. It's a strong, strong start. start. Now I will say this about, um, post Malone. I was not like when it first, like when everyone was first, like the underground movement of him, yeah. I was like, really? What was that party like a rock star? I'm like, what, what is, this is kind of like, meh. Then obviously yeah. he broke through the last three years for that or four years for that guy has been insane. Obviously mm-hmm. Spider-Man, um, which I think we all, the, um, into the spider verse with sunflower. With, which is like the most random song to be a superhero movie soundtrack mm-hmm. song, but skyrocketed that thing to number one. Um, you know, very versatile artist, like you said. It's a good start. I'm not a big Post Malone fan personally, but I think you know if you're we're going with the if greatest you, song if ever. If you've seen the video, if you've seen the video of him, he did a live stream from quarantine where he just played Nirvana songs. I did watch this actually. It was pretty fucking good. So uh, it was pretty good. Well, because, like, his Better Now song to the other stuff he does, like, Better Now to me is one of those perfect songs that came out yep. just at the right time. Exactly. And that it's like every note you kind of need to and shows how versatile yeah. he can be. I mm-hmm. love that song and I love that pick. I, it's, a, it's a go to sleep song for me. It doesn't do anything, oh. it doesn't move me. It's a good, right, like, Mac, put it on, take a nap. I, uh, I'm not the biggest Post Malone fan. I'm either hit or miss with his songs. I do love some of his songs. But what I think what he fell victim to is what my lady fell victim to is there a lot of showmanship to start. And people didn't really realize how talented he was, mm. like Lady Gaga. I knew he was going to be I'm picking Lady Gaga, my leading mm. lady. Um, to <laughs> me, she is at the top of the game right now. And uh, Ariana Grande might have like the most perfect voice of anyone in the industry. I think Gaga, for the type of song I want to build, is going to have that perfect inflection or imperfections of her voice that show the emotion a little bit more. And I think that's uh, crucial for, for what I'll need. And on top of it, she's an incredible songwriter. She plays a mean piano. She, you're getting a little bit of everything with her. And like I alluded to with Post Malone, like people just thought she was all pop and, and showmanship to start. And then when you realize how fucking talented she was, you're like, oh, my God, she's an incredible, incredible artist. The, she's one of my favorite. Love The it. album she did with Tony Bennett. Now, I'm not sure like everyone listening heard a lot of that, but it is just a showcase of her talent. Like, mm-hmm. what, what an all-time classic voice. Like you said, she wrote a lot of that with Tony, and I forget who else wrote on that, but it's just an incredible artist. Uh, obviously, you can go to that Super Bowl halftime show. A lot of people crap on a lot of Super Bowl halftime shows. I thought oh, she was – I think she, she did. It. I've heard the last few years. I think that's by far – like leaps and bounds and she's got else. an extensive history working with mark ronson and yep. they've already made smash hits so i think that's gonna help me a little bit too yeah and then she also had sex with bradley cooper so that's, that's yeah i mean of course that's a that's at least two points right there i would say all right so you get one more pick here as we're on the uh snake round right back to you mac um and so i think i kind of want to go in for me you know uh I looked at this as like greatest song of all time, AKA a song that people will remember forever. And to me, Mm -hmm. like ballads get remembered forever. Love songs get remembered forever. So I'm going to take a guy here that's known for love songs, writing love songs, incredible guitarist. I'm going to take John Mayer. Mm -hmm. John Mayer has made a career off poppy love songs, but then he transitioned into something together, uh, altogether different. Uh, He's an incredible blues guitarist. He's just an incredible guitarist in general. When you actually dig into his catalog, you, you could say he's one of the greatest catalogs, uh, guitarists of all time. Eric Clapton has said as much. 
Um, I, I also think what's crucial here is he's kind of shown a willingness to take a bit of a back seat. You know, he's touring with Dead and & Company, and he's just really mostly playing guitar for them. Mm-hmm. And so when you get in a room with this many talented people, you might need someone to not, you know, put their, their foot to the gas at all times. So give me uh, Mayer for not only writing, guitar skills, and uh, vocals. So I dig this. So you got... Just a re- recap. Mark Ronson, Lady Gaga, John Mayer. John Mayer, yep. Mm, it's a strong career. start. And I agree with the, what you said about John Mayer, especially look at his last 10 years of his career. It's There's no big hits on the radio. It's a lot, like you said, Dead & Company. He had a couple of albums that are a little bit more quiet. Like your AAA radio stations, not your top 40s are playing them. So it's a good move. It's a, it's a, it's a very talented man right there. And a funny bastard just to, yeah. to boot. Very self-aware these days. Oh, yeah. He learned. So speaking of funny, talented bastards, you ready for my next pick? <laughs> you can't take me. I can't take you. Oh, damn it. All right. I know. I am going to take a multi-generational talent. Someone who can play every instrument you throw at him is a phenomenal songwriter and one of the last true remaining rock stars on the planet. I'm taking Dave Grohl with my number three pick. Great. So if I were to have lunch with anybody in the music industry right now, I think I would have lunch with Dave. Like we're not going to a restaurant. You know, we're just sitting in his studio. Have you guys ever seen the movie Sound City? Like basically, yep. like the, it's an incredible movie. A, a guy who's just a fan of music, mm-hmm. like it doesn't matter. It just like he, you know, he he tells these amazing stories about playing with Prince and like you know, obviously about playing with Nirvana and like all these incredible musicians. If you guys watched, um, what was it, Sonic Highways, the thing on HBO where they were doing doing a song in every city, yeah. So and the, they can play that band and Dave Grohl can play any style of music. But I think you see the direction I'm kind of going with right now. But, you know, like having lunch with Dave Grohl is just us crushing like Bud Lights and just like eating cheeseburgers and like writing a fucking cool song. So I'm taking so right now I have Rick Rubin producing with Dave Grohl and Post Malone. So you kind of see where I'm steering the ship right now. Um, but I got a couple of wrinkles if you guys if you guys will permit me in the later rounds. You do what you need to do. Now, yeah, Dave, if you if you were to have lunch with Dave Grohl, who would you go to breakfast with? My next pick. I like both of them, but I think they're a little too clean for my taste. Very technically oh. proficient, but I like the more dirty guys. I'm not going to take one of my all-time favorite musicians here because this is the direction I'm going to go now with my whole song. I'm going to take Anderson Pock right now because yeah. I believe I love the first, it. The first, I love awesome. The first part of my rhythm section here, and I'm going to build like a funky kind of you know, hip hoppy song. I think I have the pieces coming up to do it. And Ariana Grande is going to fill in with that, you know, just incredible chorus. And she's already worked with uh, Max Martin. So Anderson Pac, I think has an incredible sound. If you saw him on tiny desk, an incredible live performer, he's a drummer, mm-hmm. a great rapper, really soulful. So I think he's going to help out like my whole song by being the backbone of it. I mean, you talk creativity that that's all that guy is. Mm-hmm. He just flows creativeness and he's just cool. He brings cool. an essence. It's of like cool. a, um, I, I, there's a someone wrote this thing about Prince, and Prince would have been my number one pick if Thanks, had we sure. done like a living or alive. Um, and they talked about him just being like an open channel, like just like the guy just like was just like the embodiment of creativity. And I think Pac, well, he's not Prince. He has a little bit of that, mm-hmm. where that little bit of like soulful like creativity. And he's just the guy's just a fucking spirit. Have you ever like seen interviews with him or like oh. even like how he dretches? Look at him, like the guy's he's just soulful like, swag, open channel, man. Unbelievable. 
I think it's a great pick. It's it's one of those ones again, kind of off the radar to some people. I thought you were going like little Uzi Vert. I was just expecting that coming out of your mouth. I just that's the best artist name right now. Period. The baby. Um, yeah. Oh, it's a baby's good too. Um, don't know any of that music, but um, for me, okay. So I I I got two picks here. So for me, uh, it's like almost like what do I want to reveal? So I have Mark Ronson as my producer, Paul McCartney just as a writer to get some cred. I think I'll go my female vocalist. Um, it's going to be a lead for me, male and female. For me, I'm going with you guys talked a lot about the best female voice, and I don't know mm-hmm. how we just pretended like this artist doesn't exist. She's dropped the old like hundred lbs. She's Ooh, quarantining I'm like you wouldn't her. believe. Two I'm, C's. I am a little worried. Yeah, two C's for sure. I'm a little worried. A little worried about the voice when you lose that much weight. I know she's had some history with some uh, vocal issues. She's had vocal surgeries, working on a new album. I'm going with the best female artist since 2000, Adele. Adele yep. will be my top female artist. Um, her her catalog speaks for itself. It's three albums, and it's just all great. It's There's not a flaw to her. Um, like I said, I really am. I'm not joking. Like I want to hear her sing now she's lost. I think she lost like literally 110 pounds or something it, over it the great. last several years. Yeah. So it's, yeah. Scary, almost like good. Um, <laughs> but for me, um, you know, working with someone like Paul McCartney, you'll see where I'm going with songwriting. Adele is known as like, people talk about Taylor Swift a lot, um, period. But also she, like, she doesn't write all of her music on her own. And I don't find her music to be overly compelling. I think it's produced well. But I think Adele is the total package when it comes to a female artist. I had Lady Gaga as my number two when I was thinking of female. And then her. Uh, or H-E-R, however you want to go with it. She was on my list for uh, female vocalist. Uh, kind of has that cool factor as well. But uh, Adele, by far, will take it. The, only, the only thing, and I agree, she's probably, if you had to just rate straight voices, her and Ariana are the top two for me. Um, the only thing is, I feel like Adele, you have to build an Adele song. Like, I already know what your song sounds mm. like, you know? That's yeah, not like a bad it. thing, but I already know what it sounds like. Well, be, I mean, that's a hit type of song. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, we'll get to what that may actually sound like and probably Max, probably more right than wrong. I do want to say I was really fighting with Dave Grohl because Dave Grohl to me is also, um, I do dinner with him. I'm not cheap like that with lunch. I'm not looking for like a <laughs> nine, <laughs> 9.99 special before four. But I would nice. say like he, he's on my list of like, guys I want to like meet and I'm really frustrated. I didn't get to meet him one time. It's a story for another time, but because I had an <laughs> opportunity, but I will say, I'm not going to go with my male vocalist. I'm going to go with I, what I call my cool factor for this song. Uh, the rapper, more soulful ish rapper right now. I was trying to find somebody who's kind of owning 2020. And I think it's been a weird year for music. And like, who do you really look at as like a great artist today? And I'm talking like really pop, like having number one songs, number one records. So I'm going to go with The Weeknd um, with my yeah, pick right. here. Right. Uh, good discography. Another guy that's been around for a lot longer than probably a lot of people recognize. Um, but I just think he's hot right now. I need somebody that people will like jump off the page and be like, oh yeah, I want to hear what he's doing next. Um, I think his new album's fantastic. Uh, he, he has a great desperation to his voice, which I'm a big fan of. So I will take The Weeknd. So right now my uh, greatest song ever uh, is Mark Ronson's producer, Paul McCartney's a writer, Adele as a female vocalist, songwriter as well, and The Weeknd as kind of like a, not really rapper, but like kind of like a more soulful voice as well. He does uh, write his own music as well. So we're packing up the house with songwriters. And Max Martin did a lot of his first album, including I Can't Feel My Face When I'm With You. So that tells you how good my draft already is. But I'm going to go with my next guy <laughs> right here. This is probably going to be totally off script, but it's the other part of my rhythm. Where's the script? Hold on. Uh, yeah, I don't know how many I got it right here. Yeah. 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 So I have copious notes as well. I don't know if you guys know Wolfpack. Oh, yeah. I'm going to go with Joe Dart. Oh, okay. Okay. He's interesting. Incredible bassist. So you're building a band. You're not just building like a a song. I kind of went at it like Billy did too. Yeah. 
So yeah. I'm building the rhythm section and I'm having Max <laughs> Martin fill in the rest of it in the you know production house. So yep. he will be the backbone. He's going to create a real funky bass line to go along with Anderson Park's drum line. And it's going to be, you know, a total kind of funky hip hop song. He's really great. I'll post a video of one of his solos after this, but the guy absolutely shreds. There's a couple of other really cool kind of, you know, bassists I could have picked for this, but I went with him just because I really like his sound and he just absolutely shreds on the bass. Yeah. Interesting. Now, Bill, let me just ask, like, what brought this on, like, this pick? Like, to me, I'm I'm blown away by it. Like, I'm like, okay, you've all the guys, is it, like, just because of the current day situation, like, with music? Or what were you looking at to pick a guy like him? So I've just been listening to a lot of them lately. As you should. As you should. Because Wolfpack is, like, an incredibly, like, technically proficient band. Who like if you're a fan of music, like you need to be listening to Wolfpack. Like you have just to. I have shred. no idea who they are. You oh, need to no. listen to them. Oh my god. You would love them. Blue. You would if love you them. like anything that's a little bit of funk, but they're just so creative. They wrote a song about their code to their room. And I was just like, that's the most creative thing I've ever heard. It's 1612, and that's literally just the code that it was to enter the room. And they made a whole <laughs> song about it, and it's fucking awesome. Also, yeah. all of their videos are usually just like one shot with like a weird little edits in them that I yeah. absolutely love. So I just think that creativity will filter in. And when you see this guy play the bass, he just blows you away. And just like, like music school kids who just like Mac, like I'm telling you just like jazz fusion funk band that just fucking rips. Like these guys just are unbelievable. Check them out. I'm yeah, a big, I'm a music nerd, Mac, and I'll be honest. Like this yeah. is the type of band that, like, like when people are talking about, you're like, I just keep walking. Like they, they, these guys are like complete nerds. Like just keep going. <laughs> so you guys asked me. I tipped my hand a little bit. You guys asked me who I would have breakfast with, which means there was, a, there was a night that was spent. <laughs> so my female vocalist, um, one of the top pop artists right now, um, an amazing voice. Um, I'm gonna go with Halsey. Oh, oh Halsey's great. Halsey, and she, uh, like an incredible talent, can sing multiple, multiple genre. Um, if you guys saw Birds of Prey, um, the best scene in that movie is the jailbreak scene, I think, with the colored, the colored grenades and all that stuff. That song, it's like a hard rock song that's oh, like, that's, that's Halsey. Yeah. Like, not a lot of people know, but like, so she can sing rock, she can sing R&B, she, she can, and, and, an absolute snipe. Please follow her on, on Instagram. Oh, oh my, my God. God. Experiment on me is the name of the song. Yes. And um, it is. Oh, the guitar hook in that is incredible. And she's like, just goes balls to the wall with the vocals. So, um, and again, just a, just a top shelf talent in the looks department too. I, I don't want to, I don't want to be crass here. Well, I'm, I don't want to throw anyone under the bus, but usually when I go to like a Halsey post, you have already liked it. I already liked it. Oh yeah. Absolutely. I'm so, I'm so quick on the trigger with that. She kind of looks like the mean girl from uh fuller house or full house. The, like the, the friend, the next door neighbor. Gina. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like Gia. Is it G- Gia? Gia. Gia. The one Gia. that was smoking yeah. in the bathroom. Yeah. 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 Another, no. another prepubescent oh, rocket. Yeah. <laughs> I have big issues with Halsey, nothing to do with her music. Um, mm-hmm. When I was once working at a music radio station, we yes. she was playing a show that we presented at the old House of Blues in Boston. By the oh, way. Oh, yeah. Love that be- venue. Best House of Blues across the country. Oh, I, I've, only been, I've only been to three, but um, <laughs> I've heard from some reliable sources. But anyway, Easily top three, though. She, oh, definitely. Uh, she refused to perform for us in our listeners, so she just did an interview. Oh wow! I held it against her. It's always, it's never the artists. I always know mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. always the the reps and like the local like northeastern yeah. rep who doesn't want to like ask them to do any more than they need to. Which f them. But 
I, I've never liked her since. So it's total personal. So Davey, uh, even if I, right now you're with Dave Grohl, you're out voting. Like I would vote for you over me right now, but now you're out. I'm back on my own team. All right. So right now, so to recap, I have Rick Rubin, Dave Grohl, Post Malone, and Halsey. Ooh, That's a strong. squad. That's pretty a squad strong. and a half. Yeah. All right, Mac, wrapping up our fourth round here. We're cruising right. here. So I got back-to-back picks here, and I know Davey already took him, but I had him in here penciled in as my drummer. I'm going to take Dave Grohl because for me, mm. for my ballad, you know, I want the drummer to be a little subdued. I don't need him making a ton of noise back there. And <laughs> also Dave Grohl brings in, you know, all of those talents that Davey spoke about. And so I, I think that's a guy whose career has spanned almost 30 years now and has made – I know Rossi's not the biggest Foo Fighters fan, but no, no, no. Foo is one of my favorite bands. I'm in. Uh, I'm all in on Foo. Just so and know. and Foo room. has has got, run the gauntlet from pop rock and back, and they they can do a little bit of everything. So I think if you're building a greatest song of all time, and Dave Grohl's still alive, he's easily you know in the consideration for that. So give me Dave Grohl, um, and I'll close out my draft here with my basis, and I'm gonna go a little off the board like uh, Ross or uh, like Billy D did here because I am trying to build a band. You know, I got the guitars. I got the drummer. I got the singer pianos. Uh, I need a bassist player now. I'm going to go with Thundercat. Oh, if you guys know that's Thundercat. Gonna be my guy. Thundercat that's gonna be my is so guy. fucking good. So He's good. So, so I, I have only known about Thundercat for like two years now. So I want Thundercat in here because he's still on the up and up. You know, he started out with Snoop Dogg's band. He's had a little bit of a successful solo career, but he gained notoriety because he played all the bass tracks on uh, To Pimp a Butterfly which won mm-hmm. all the Grammys. Um, I was first exposed to him from the Mac Miller NPR tiny desk where he was ripping it up. He was so, so good. He, you know, he's got this incredible talent of infusing music with that jazz and that funk and still making it sound hip hop ish. So give me Thundercat. He's incredible. And if you haven't heard of him, check out, he's got a video on YouTube uh, with pitchfork where he talks about his favorite bass lines and how he likes to play the bass and what it means to him. He's just incredible. Uh, and there's a song that he does by the, he mentions, by the system, the song in your sis in my system, that song is fire, and it's like from like 1982. But like, I and that pitchfork video again, yeah. music nerd. Sorry, yeah. sorry, Rossi. I'm, no, I'm, I'm with you. I'm just letting you know, yeah. like, I know how these conversations go. And usually, yeah. like, if you're like, hey, I like whatever's popular right now, like, yeah, have you heard Thundercat? And you're like, yeah, I gotta go, gotta right. go. No, <laughs> Thundercat, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I will say that that's a that's a pretty strong ending there. So pretty, especially taking Dave Grohl, who's known as a frontman, kind of lead guitarist, but mostly just as like you know one of the best rock frontmen that's still alive. I always will put like Cornell and, and Scott Weiland is the best in my book. But seeing you put Grohl behind the kit back there, I think that's going to bring like you say, bring the eyes, bring the ears, because people are going to be intrigued. Kind of like what I was going with with McCartney. Like, right, right. I don't and want he- him like playing he- a big role, but. Yeah, he can do a, a, a little bit of a Don Henley. You know, he could chime in back there in the vocals. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. but I think Mayer's a better vocalist, and Gaga's the leader. So Grohl's going to help out kind of wherever. He's a little utility player here in our in our five-piece. Yeah, and it's a good call, too, because he's not he's an egomaniac in one sense, but he also could definitely play the role of like, all right, this is Gaga's lead. Here's how we're going to get you there. And John, right, right. just stay out of my way and let me get any of the 40-year-old-plus 40 you know, poon that's still left after you're done. <laughs> so... I'm bringing the heat with my last with with this band right now. It's a little bit more of like a rock. I don't want to say rap rock because I don't want to get into like late '90s stuff. But there has some hip hop, some rock with some. Come on, Fred Durst. Come on, it's not Fred Durst. It's not Fred Durst. But this pick might be as equally as polarizing. But I have to bring it down a little bit. I have two male vocalists, one female vocalist. So I'm going to add another one. And this young lady, I swear. I truly believe in my heart of hearts that this girl is a generational talent. 
like you already know who it is. Am I the youngster? The youngster on the team. I'm taking Billie Eilish. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Oh, okay. Okay. so wow. Like a guarantee again, another the teams are loving Davy squad. I'll tell you what, yeah, they I'm definitely th- are. <laughs> but like, I got the old, I got Ruben and I got Grohl, yeah, and then I got the scummy kind of post Malone guy, and then I got the two <laughs> that's the two girls who can who can sing. I would listen to either of these women sing sing the phone book, they're incredible. <laughs> um, I love, I'm a huge Billie Eilish fan, huge fan, um, of what she does, and I almost took her brother Phineas as the producer, <laughs> the songwriter and producer, yeah. Yeah, so I'm so that's my team rounded out: Rick Rubin, Dave Grohl, Halsey, Post Malone, and Billie Eilish. Knew, once you said that, I knew that because you'd mentioned her before in a couple of dorks, and she yeah. is incredible. And I looked her up; I had only heard like her very popular stuff, and then I yep. listened to her. Amazing. By the way, she's Matt, amazing. Thundercat was going to be the bassist I was going to take because I think he's amazing. But he's Joe, so Dodd, he's a he's and I, I and he brings her. that swagger that my group oh. needed. The six-string hollow body bass is like. The most extra <laughs> instrument I've ever seen in my life. It's the most and, unnecessary as well. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like you don't need that. I was introduced to, to introduced to him the same way you were from that uh Mac, Mac Miller, Miller tiny video. desk. And it was yeah. unreal. So mm. so good. So I'll finish off my squad here with my favorite lyrical rapper of all time. No, it's not Eminem. Uh Ooh. it is Andre 3000. Yeah. To that oh, funk love it. Hey, okay. love it. I think it's that Atlanta sound that I need. You mix it in there with Pac, Joe uh, Dart, and have that chorus with Ariana. I think that's a pretty solid team. I got Max Martin, Ariana Grande, Anderson Park, Joe Dart, and Andre 3000 for my favorite kind of genre of music is that funk that, you know, Pac brings that, you know. It's like a few jazz fusion. You got like a, a jazz fusion, fusion. Thing going. Yeah. So Just add, like add any genre and then add fusion and we can we all we, we get in. It's like pop fusion, you know. Well, fusion itself is like jazz and other things. Yes, yeah, I knew I could leave him to the very, very end because I didn't think he'd be on anybody's radar. So mm-hmm. kind of a steal, but obviously, you know, there's thousands of people to pick from. There is. So we 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 narrowed it down and somehow somehow copied each other. But I will say so to wrap this all up, my final pick to wrap up my squad that so far is Mark Ronson as a producer, Paul McCartney as a writer, Adele as my lead female vocalist, also songwriter, The Weekend as my kind of soul-ish rapper, um also songwriting. Uh, here's a pick that you guys probably wouldn't think jumps off the board, kind of going in Davies court. I was looking at Billie Eilish a lot cuz I'm looking for who's young, who's going to grab like that like 15 like who who was i 20 years ago listening to like probably billy eilish if it was today um yeah. and i'm trying to find out who's that person that like i've seen live that when i go to there like it's just tons of young rabid fans that would follow them their twitter follows are crazy their youtube videos are go through the roof um was fighting myself on going with something not only that i liked but something i believed in and this is one you guys might not be familiar with by name you're going to know the band Tyler Joseph, who is the lead singer of 21 Pilots. So 21 Pilots has this really incredible following with the youth, like insane. Like I thought when they first came out, they were going to be more of like a, you know, your alternative kind of like one hit wonder ish feel. Flowbots. Yeah. Honestly, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. I thought they would also not um, use their handlebars, but they (laughs) have taken this world by storm. They have sold out massive arenas from Madison Square Garden. You look at their stuff in other countries, they have the, 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 the feel for the young generation and they kind of write uh, Tyler Joseph is also the lead singer uh, songwriter writes to these kids. He's kind of like a leader of this kind of like, I guess the current goth kids, even though I don't know if goth <laughs> is really the right term, but <laughs> I feel like Billie Eilish. Yeah. I don't know. It's like yeah. Billie Eilish and in, in, in 21 pilots are in the same genre of time where it's like not the popular jock kids. It's actually the popular like 
emo kids now, which is like such a more popular thing. Davey, you would know more about this yeah. in a classroom than most, but I feel like these are the artists that a lot of these kids are gravitating towards. I think Tyler Joseph's going to bring a lot of credit from that field. So for me to wrap up, I got Mark Ronson as my producer, who's going to make everything good. Paul McCartney was a writer who's going to help with some of the best writers. I think like the weekend, I think is one of the best writers that is in that rap fusion um, <laughs> field right now. I think Tyler Joseph with that kind of like indie rock alternative scene is one of the best writers. Adele kind of speaks for herself with her writing. So kind of making like a massive writer. So this song can't miss in my book from Elisa writing and producing sample. Can I do two honorable mentions? Sure, I got a few honorable mentions. I'm so, sorry, guys. We got to wrap this up. Our podcasts <laughs> are usually two hours long, but today it's going to be third. No, yeah, um, do I don't know. I don't know if I can. I can lump these two together, but I would be kick. I would be remiss if I didn't mention Daft Punk mm. as a producer. Um, and Pharrell. So I, I, I do. I'm a big Pharrell fan. Um, and obviously. What about Springsteen and Dylan? No, no. <laughs> Before you go, like, no. I'm That's what I that. was kicking around. I'm not going to pretend. Yeah. I was, my was Paul. Mc- I was trying to bring somebody back from the past that I could think could, like my, like a kid who's 15 to 18, their parent yeah. could listen. So I went with McCartney over Springsteen because I think Paul McCartney's more beloved overall. I'm a huge Springsteen mm-hmm. guy, but I well, think the thing is, Paul McCartney can actually sing. So that goes. Oh, whoa, well, let's not let's 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 we, we, we don't have to do this right now. We can have that for another. We say that for the next one. Um, but yes, Paul McCartney does have the voice of a damn angel. <laughs> uh, I also think that you can't go wrong with Kanye as a producer. That man just thinks mm. in music. You um, can either not go wrong or you could go completely wrong. Depending <laughs> yeah. on how, depending if, on he's, if he's the sole proprietor, you're in trouble. But if you've yeah. got other input, you're probably good. Calvin Harris was another one that had has had tons and tons of hits over the last 10, 15 years. Still alive. Uh, I also think singer songwriters. I really, really liked Jesse J uh, mm. as Billy mentioned. I think Miley would have been a good pick. Sia would have been a good pick. Oh, Sia's uh, Alicia Keys was another one that tickles the ivories that I no really, one took really Beyonce. Liked. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think too polarizing at this point. I don't know. If, I don't know if she's pushing the old needle up all the time. My, my opinion. Um, the one thing I would say for me from uh, another album mentioned, I know it's kind of, um, a little random when it like I was looking at different female vocalists as well because it's always weird. I feel like when you're trying to think of a power song, you're like, all right, we got to shoe in a female here. Oh, a hundred percent. Like you like, think about Fleetwood Mac, you know, th- that's I, Fleetwood Mac's <laughs> my favorite band of all time, and it worked so well because you had McVie and you had Stevie Nicks, but then you had Buckingham as well, like yep. sharing it, sharing the load. That's mm-hmm. what I tried to do with mine. Do you guys know the Alabama Shakes? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh my See, god. I was gonna that, take Brittany Howard as my yes. female She's vocalist. She's incredible. She's amazing, but I didn't think she had the star power true. I needed. True. And I was true. picking kind of off the page people otherwise. Mm-hmm. So she was the one I went with. I had Alicia Keys written down. I think Will I Am is actually a really good producer for like my uh, kind of song. He uh, is. Like if I'm going for your kind of song. That yeah. funky type of song. <laughs> a shitty then, song. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. <laughs> but if oh, I couldn't uh, but- get my guy, I was gonna go with Timbaland. As that, yeah, I wanted that. Ba- yeah. I wanted those baby noises in the background. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted uh, someone in the chat. Someone said JT wasn't to Jonathan Justin Timberlake. He's on my list. Yeah, he's on my list there. My I list. think yeah. uh, if you're talking just sheer talent, getting that guy in the room, that would have worked out really well. Uh, I'll be honest. I feel like he's another guy whose stock kind of dropped after that whatever that wilderness album was oh, a few years ago. The, yeah, yeah. I, I see. I really liked it, but it wasn't. Ooh, it wasn't like a radio album. You know, there was yeah. no good radio music from that album. Yeah, I guess, I don't know. I, I dug into it a little bit, and I was just kind of thrown off. I thought it was just bizarre, uh, total change of pace. It was him tinkering, and so that kind of goes into your Beyonce point. That's kind of what she's been doing. Yeah, She's been doing her own thing, and I haven't really enjoyed it. It's not, not bad. It's just not for me. 
Yeah. Uh, just real quick with some of the other female, like Florence um, Welch from Florence and the Machine was another mm-hmm. one on my short list. Uh, Grace Potter, if you guys are familiar with Grace Potter. Mm-hmm. Uh, super. T- Whoa. I hope that was a real fart. hope that was a real fart down there on the left. Um, <laughs> but I uh, I find her to be a very strong vocalist as well. Um, and then I was my rapper, like Eminem not being on this as well. That was really hard. Between The Weeknd, Eminem, Kendrick Lamar for me. Um, I went with The Weeknd just for the vibe of my song. Um, I think Eminem's like one of those guys, if he's on the track, let's just use like Adele and Tyler Joseph from Toyota Pot, like he's overpowering them. He's his popularity is gonna, I think, kind of smother theirs. Yeah. Um, and Kendrick Lamar was kind of one I didn't know how like hip hop rap I was gonna go with it. So, but oh, I think okay. those two Kendrick Lamar were, was a good that would have been a great pick. Yeah. So I was thinking for mine initially, I was gonna build it around Jaquan. Oh my god, please. Can we Jiffy, redo it? Manny Fresh and Juvenile, <laughs> and then kind of fit in whatever else I needed. I was gonna make like a 90s rap song Manny <laughs> Throw some Petey like, Pablo in there yeah, or something. Please, right? yeah. please. I, oh man, <laughs> I will talk quotes. about music with you guys anytime. By the way, oh, <laughs> yeah. there'll be much more. This was so, fun. This is absolutely. Fun. So, oh, go ahead. We're doing '99, like a music vault. We're stealing it from uh, Mac and Goo. We're gonna call yeah. it the Jukebox. No, but we're right. Jukebox. Great idea. Jukebox. So we're doing our, you know, our formative year, our summer, heading into our freshman year, which was '99. What was freshman your year, freshman year of college or freshman year of high school? For us, high school. Oh fuck! That was I was I was going into my junior year in high school in '99. Uh, that year, um, I was in. So I was at that time in high school. Um, I was a very sad sack girlfriend. Had, longtime girlfriend had just broken up with me. Like we've heard this. What story. is that? That's what a breakup story that you guys have told? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. This no. This this is the different. This not the poopy one. This is a different. Uh, story. Oh, you didn't know she broke up with you. Oh uh, yeah, so the, a girl broke up with me once, and she didn't tell me. So that was that was cool. Um, so it was around that time I was listening to the albums that I listened to nonstop. Uh, Make yourself by Incubus. Ooh, um, love it. Nonstop. Um, Is that the album with Drive on it? Yes. Um, and uh, a lot of Dashboard Confessional. Ooh, a lot cool. of Jimmy Eat World. Yeah, same. Uh, lo- like a lot of like uh, little sad sack shit that I was listening <laughs> to at that time. Um, 99 is a great year. And then obviously you had like Limp Biscuit and Eminem and like all that shit. Like I think. So you, are you guys going to run it so vault style with only one song getting in? Yeah. So the, oh, just so you know, we're going to we're gonna do a hard. little different. Our, our, our grand scheme is going to be different. We can go back to a year because music and movies are two different things. Oh, 100%. So like, yeah. We're going to start with 1999. One's going in the jukebox and we, you know, we'll kind of do it the same way. We'll present a bunch of songs. Four will go oh on my the list. God. People will vote. And one will go in, and Dude. literally, there's most like if you just look at the Billboard top. I'm looking 100, at it right now. I'm looking at it amazing. right now. It's just look at look, look at the oh. bottom five. Like, it, you know, I know it's the crazy one, but like, there's some major hits from like country artists, like George Strait, Shania Twain was huge that year. It was like her Shania year. Twain songs on there, and they're all bangers. Oh yeah, Dude, I mean, that's look at like with got, a movie, uh, you can be like, oh yeah, that's definitely in my favorite. Yes, music it changes every hour. We got, uh, yeah, we got Living La Vida Loca, Genie in a Bottle, I Want It That Way, Steal My Sunshine, What's My Age Again, Bills, 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 Scar Tissue, Drive Me Crazy, Britney Spears, Larger Than Life, Backstreet Boards, My Name Is, like this year is a oh my God. bananas. Oh, it really is. There was a, a ton. So, oh, go ahead, Bill. My pitch is I want people in pitch. the uh, DSG, the Dork Shared Universe, yep. to pick out their favorite year of music, and we'll, we want to have you on for the jukebox. It's a good idea. I like it. I like okay. that. I like right, that, So just to recap this episode before, again, next week at the same time, same YouTube channel, same podcast network. Yes, we'll be debuting a song in the 1999 
pop culture pile driver jukebox. So it's going to be tough. Like I already have, it, I've been stressing. I was 4th of July night and I was listening with my wife and two friends. And I was listening to a ton of these music. I was telling people about it. I'm like, that almost makes it worse. It really does. Cause then like, <laughs> Oh, this song's great. That's great. And then me and Billy were talking about after last week's uh, summer blockbuster episode. And we were literally like, it almost spent an extra 20 minutes just talking about it. It's, it's an insane, insane task, but anywho. So uh, to recap this, let's go back in the order. We did Mac. What is your greatest song ever? Uh, I guess you call it a little dream team. Yeah, so my greatest song ever, Dream Team, is Mark Ronson, who is producing, mixing, writing, along with Lady Gaga, lead vocalist. Uh, she's also going to be do some, doing some writing. John Mayer on guitar, Dave Grohl on drums, Thundercat on bass, and I'm trying to build some sort of powerful love ballad, sort of like Shallow from A Star Is mm. Born, something like that with Mayer and Gaga, I think would work really, Fuckin'. really well. Um, and so I, I love that lineup. With some smooth guitar. Mm. Yeah, and you know there's sure. some shenanigans going going oh, on in the in the recording booth, you know. 100%. So that's with with Mayor and Gaga. All right. Yeah. Um. Doing. So I got Rick Rubin, Dave Grohl, Halsey, Post Malone, and Billie Eilish. So this is just going to be absolute power pop music. Um, as close to and again, Foo Fighters to me. You have your metal bands. You have your like hard rock. The true rock band. The one true rock band left is the Foo Fighters. What about like Pearl just, Jam? What are you, are you just going to just gloss over Pearl they, Jam? Uh, but they're like... Uh, they're, you want, he's playing the ukulele now. Like, he's gonna gonna like name, <laughs> name, name one good song in their last three so albums. I'm, I'm a big... Like, they had an album two albums ago called Lightning Bolt, and I think it's one of their best work. That's just me. I'm not even like, a huge Pearl Jam fan, but... Anything past Yield, they're adult contemporary oh. to me. They're like... They're going the U2 route. But they're I like, can see mm. that from... I'm a huge Foo Fighters fan, but I could say that about like Sonic Highway. That was not an album. I think that was like it was progressive idea, but the music itself kind of was like that AAA. Like man, like I'll give you that. Bats. The last one wasn't great, but I will tell you this: like I went to a Foo Fighters concert at Fenway. I went to the one where they played. At I Fenway, did too. And Dave Grohl had the broken leg. Yes, yeah, thrown. And two nights. My wife, my wife went, and she's like, she knows a couple, and she was blown away by how many songs. She's like, you know, like you're at a concert, you're like, oh my god, like I know all of these songs. Yes, like and they play, and they're just like. Still, like if you ever see them live, like they're they're incredible. Like so they that, never never stop. That same experience your wife had, I had with Pearl Jam, and that's what made me love them. It was like ten years ago. I was like, oh, yeah. Pearl Jam, I'll go because I had free tickets all the time. And I went and I was like, I know <laughs> Brag, all, Brag. all, all, all <laughs> no, Brag. I've not gone to more concerts than I have gone to that I had tickets like the day after. I was like, nah, boy, I'm gonna go to Kikidova and call it. All right. Night. But then I got the young the young kids coming up. I got Halsey, I got Post Malone, and I got Billie Eilish. All like guaranteed mm. hit makers, all who can sing in different keys, different ranges, different different styles, different types of music. So again, this is just going to be your straight power pop music that um as close to real rock as you can get, you know. And and it's going to be um oh, I, I I it's going to be about like just sweaty sex. Like that's that's <laughs> I go to my head like that's that's it, man. Like that's like oh, I'm picturing like, Halsey you know, dripping like, right now. Oh, it's yeah, really getting you know what me I mean? going. And like Eilish bringing down the bridge, like getting like this kind of like moody little, and then the bam, just hit, just, yeah, just hit yeah. it right back. You know what I mean? So <laughs> that's what I'm going with. Billy, how about yeah. you? So I'm going with Max Martin off the top to kind of put everything together. Again, he's a super producer. He's going to take all these guys, kind of jumble into one. I'm going to take Ariana Grande and kind of make her a funk Shaka Khan chorus almost. <laughs> Because that's like the, the avenue I'm going to push her towards because the rest of my guys are super funky. You got Outkast. And Andre 3000 can even play a little guitar. So if I need some guitar in the studio, he can handle that. He was Jimi Hendrix. So 
back him up with my you know backbone of the baseline and the drum line of Anderson Park and Joe Dart, I think I have a really solid funk fusion song that I would be excited to hear. I would be excited to hear that. Oh, yeah, I, I want to make the songs that, that I want to It's going to be technically song. proficient. Yeah. Billy, it's not about what everybody wants to hear. It's about what you want to hear. And for me, uh, I went with Mark Ronson as my producer. I went with uh, Paul McCartney. He's just a writer. So he's gonna, this song is going to be the best written song of the group. You guys, guys can all suck it on that one. Uh, will I get voted? Probably not because I don't win these things. Uh, but uh, Paul McCartney is a writer. Adele is my lead female vocalist. Tyler Joseph of 21 Pilots as my lead male vocalist. Getting the little kids back on track on the music. And The weekend as my kind of soul rapper. And this is all going to be about the depression of 2020. That's what the song's going to be about. Because these, these guys have all written some of the saddest, most sappy, heartbreaking songs in history and all have great vocals for that. So it's just going to be about how horrible 2020 has been. But yet there'll be just a little bit of positivity and a light at the end of the tunnel. That's what makes a great song. It does. Just a little. Not a lot. Just a little. I love so it. that great. will be it. So I'll, we will uh, put this post up for people to vote upon. This is going to be interesting. And I believe in my opinion that I don't know who's going to win this because it's four completely uh, different teams. It's four it different. Yeah. It's and not all different song types too. Yeah, totally. And I think it's going to like depend on who you know comes across the random Twitter feed that shows it. Um, I would be very uh, intrigued to see. I don't think anyone's running away with this one. Like, I'm just trying to think in my head, like usually when I do these drafts, like I get, absolutely destroyed i never come close uh i almost took the seinfeld finale in my final pick but um decided to go with the vocalist um but yeah I, i'm very intrigued to see and there'll be a prize just so you know for the winner oh yes yeah, we're, we're gonna no 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 there's gonna be a physical prize what it will be you'll have to find out if you win if i win it's gonna really suck because i'm basically gonna give it to myself but nonetheless <laughs> i bought um, myself a foot bath <laughs> <laughs> i should have taken the ipod oh i should have taken the ipod <laughs> All right, before we let you guys go, Mac, uh, why don't you tell all the good folks where they can find you? Uh, you can find me at Fleetwood JMac, as you see there on Twitter. You can find my podcast at Mac and Boo, Mac and Goo Podcast. Oh, we already on spoiling for uh, October. Mac and yeah, Boo. Yeah, Mac year? and Boo. Uh, we, we, you can find oh, wait, us. Drac, Drac and Boo. Ooh, Ooh, that's a great idea. DM yeah. I love that Drac and Boo. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Mac and Goo Podcast. We're on every uh, podcasting platform where we're easy to find. Google will respond in a heartbeat if you message us. So there you go. <laughs> All right. How about you, Davey? So I am one half of the hashtag dork podcast of the hashtag dork, dork shared Gooniverse, uh, along with Rich Keith. You can find me on any social media uh, at Arvon D um, on Twitter and at Arvon D 603 on Instagram. Uh, I also have a Twitch page that I run Tuesday, Thursday, Sundays, every night. And that's twitch.tv backslash Arvon D uh, tonight. I don't know if you guys are interested. It's the home run derby. Oh, Dinger oh, Derby tonight. Yeah, yeah, ding dongs. Big night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, ding dongs all over the place. So it's a home run derby. We're going to start that off right after this. So, like nine o'clock, we're going to kick that off. So, all right. Right on. It. Uh, and don't forget, you can also follow us along at Pop Culture PD. We are still striving for 105, Bill. And when you said we're about 51 followers away, yeah, 64. So, uh, people get to work. Okay. So, and again, if once we reach that 105, I will take a picture of myself taking a dump. <laughs> we got to give the people what they think they what? want. Yeah. I guess. Anyways, um, you can follow me on Twitter at Jason D. Rossi. Billy can be found at BillyD2411. This was a lot of fun. Um, definitely creative minds coming together. We love it. It's part of the hashtag Dork Shared Gooniverse. I think I finally said it right. Um, you can follow that also on the old Facebook machine. That's right. Get your mm -hmm. mother's account. Log in and make sure you give that one a old like. Uh, we're growing there, though. Don't get us wrong. We're not we're showers. We're growers. Yep. Um, 
And so please do check that out. You can find all the Twitch information. Oh, we all are. Let's be honest. We all are. <laughs> um, Everyone um, nodded to that. <laughs> that should be the, like the slogan. Luke, the under- <laughs> we're, we're all, all showers. <laughs> yeah, we're all growers, not showers. Um, but yes. Um, and then don't forget also, again, subscribe <clears throat> on uh, the podcast wherever you find it, just like both of those guys with Dork and Mac and Goo. Wherever there's a podcast worth listening to, just search Pop Culture Pile Driver. We'll be on there. Um, also, the Change My Mind podcast kind of wrap up the podcast side of the uh hashtag dork shared gooniverse i that's all i got you guys any final words before we uh let you go uh this week we talked about back to future back to the future which you guys actually mentioned last week on your uh summer blockbuster so it's a good little little connection there it was a good episode yeah. um, in our episode this week we did the last of us part two which i could have talked for three hours about uh it was, <laughs> it was great so if you guys want to check that out check that out so i didn't get to the final part if someone has never played the you know the new game now how long did it take you to finish I took my time. So it was around 30, 35 hours. Okay. But I took, but I took my time. I was like (laughs) checking all the nooks and crannies. No, but I was like looking for like, they, there's like cards, like collectible cards you can get like in the game. So I was looking for all those and all that stuff. So I actually took my time, but uh, you, any normal person, 25, 25, 30 hours. Okay, so for me, that probably means 110 hours. I could probably 40, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. give or take. All right, well, thank you guys so much again for joining us. Billy, uh, any final words from you? Uh, Goo and Fry from the Change My Mind podcast. We're going to be doing a Harley Quinn season two review, I believe Thursday, maybe seven o'clock after news dump. So check that out. News dump. <laughs> that was not a sound effect. I do not have that word. Yeah. That was real. And uh, for us, future episodes coming up again, we'll do a preview of the horror show at Extreme Rules. That would be podcast only on the Pop Culture Pile Driver Sunday night. Uh, a little WWE wrestling action. Will me and Billy will be live after, and then a week from tonight, we will go into the 1999 Pop Culture Pile Driver jukebox. We will be retiring a song. It is going to be stressful. If you want to see a bunch of music nerds sweating. Watch us next week. That'll be a big part. Uh, again, Mac, Davey, thank you guys so much for joining us. Billy, we'll catch you next week. Frank says hi. A little baby.